listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Let's get ready. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's The Sizzle in the building. And we're talking about the gridiron. That's right. Not fantasy football, not NFL fantasy, not sizzle fantasy, but huh? the NFL draft. The hottest time of all times, the best time. It is a holiday for NFL fans. But before we go there, you know who's in the building. He's Jay Sizzle. I'm G Sizzle. We are in the building. And listen, if you have not taken the time to like, subscribe, and share, make sure that you're hitting the notification button. Ding! Hit the button, do the thing, and then you do the ting. You hit the button, it does the ting. Now you do the ting. That's all I'm saying. Just hit that button, subscribe. Know when new content is coming out and know when our commentary is coming out. And Jay. Yes, sir. Football season. Holiday time. It's almost there. We got to pick time. out what we're going to do for our draft day, our draft night hey, special. Hey, you know, just ask you a question before we talk about the draft here. Have you been watching in this USFL football? Uh, a little bit. I've been watching some interesting wide receivers. I saw your man, Terrell Owens. I, I've seen a little bit. Can we can we start thinking possibly that the USFL is not going to become the G League? Or uh, are they developing this now as to be the G League for the, for the NFL? Well, the only way I can see that happening is if you get some guys out of it who really come into the league and get a chance to play, you know, they get a I chance mean, to actually shine somewhere. I, I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like, wouldn't you like to send your guys down and actually watch them play competitively, you know, especially guys you got on the practice squad and things like that, or guys you're looking at, mm-hmm. you know, they can make a little bit of money. You can send guys to the USFL and uh, make a little bit of money. And uh, cause that's the only, only way that league is going to sustain itself is that somehow or another the NFL decides to use it as a feeder. Right. The only way. It's not going to make enough money if it doesn't do that. And I don't understand why the NFL wouldn't do it. The USFL is not – it's not like the It's not like the uh, AFL or uh, – is, is that the right – from way back in the day. Right. Uh, it's, it's not like uh, a rival league to the, to the NFL. You know, it, it, it's, it's – Little, it ain't even little brother. This is little cousin mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, NFL, and I, and I would like really to see the NFL somehow how we figure out and, and sustain this league a little bit, give guys an opportunity to play, and maybe even develop it, and um, we get guys playing a little bit more in the NFL because it's, it's difficult for these guys get into the NFL right now. Yeah, it's real difficult, and you'd like to see it. I would like. And hopefully we would get a chance to see that they do it a little bit better and bigger than the NBA does with the NBA, NBDL. Because if you don't know the NBDL games are on those G League games, you won't see them, especially if they're not in your market. So hopefully they get a chance to shine with some of those kids. But, man, let's get ready to jump into it. Let's get ready to do our job. Yeah, everyone has to do their job. Okay. Do Tom. your job. That's right, Tom. 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 Do you know what we're getting ready to do? We're going to talk a little football, Tom. You like that? You like that? Yes, we do. Yes, yes, yes. And on the clock right now, Jay, on the clock, we're not going to go through all the picks. We don't have to. We don't have time for all that. We've got to no, think who no, are the top that. picks, man. Let's maybe go through the top 10. But I don't even think we have to go through the top 10 because really the secret to this draft, if you're listening, the secret to this draft is really it's top heavy. 
it's balanced in the middle, but it's going to get weak in the end. Just follow along. We'll make it make sense in a minute. Because at the beginning of the draft, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? So everybody right now has this Aiden Hutchinson crush. You know, he's maybe not as good as some of the other guys you've seen. And it, it, it's really sad that he gets compared to the Bosa brothers. Is it just because of complexion? Eh, I don't know. Well, no, he can ball now. I mean, he, he's a baller. There's no doubt about that. Oh, he can ball. But is he just like a Bosa? Just because they're like, oh, well, you know, he's not as great as a Bosa, but he's like the Bosas. Well, maybe there are other players that he's like. Maybe he's lean and mean and he's a fighting machine. Maybe... He's a new prototype we haven't seen before. I don't know. But, okay, so if he goes number one, now reports are saying that, wait, before you don him the king, he's a good edge rusher. But then you got Trevon Walker from Georgia, who was doing some things all year, that is just as good, comparable, maybe a little bit different from Hutchinson. But, eh. Might be your number one. It might not be a slam dunk for Hutchinson. Well, here's the thing about we always know those defensive players um, can come in and make an impact right now. That's why you look at uh, Joey Bosa. You look at these these defensive ends, these little freaks of nature. And now you start to see these even smallish guys like uh, Aiden Hutchinson who can get up underneath you, I'll quick you. The Khalil Mack types, I'm not saying he's Khalil Mack-ish at all. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that at all. But that same body build, you're not seeing that that massive guy who's just overpowering people. You're seeing that shorter squat guy like the Joey Bosa's or the Nick Bosa's who are getting up underneath you and finding their way to the quarterback by their speed. Um, but we also know these defensive ends can change football games really quickly. Uh, we saw that in Chicago had um, – uh, Khalil Mack had been able to play up to what he, when he first got to Chicago, had he been given any part of that output, the Bears would have probably been a, a much better defensive ball club. So, um, like you're saying, I, I just look at right now, you're gonna, I think you're going to see, um, not going in the first two picks, but I think you're going to see some offensive linemen going and going quickly because everybody's figured it out now. If you don't protect these quarterbacks, you don't matter what you're doing on defense. Yeah, there's a lot of protection that needs to go on, especially with those top 10 teams. And if we just break it down, the top 10 teams right now would be Jacksonville at one, Detroit at two, Houston at number three, the Jets at four, the New York Giants at five, the Panthers at six, the Giants again at seven, which would have the Bears pick. Then you talk about the Falcons at eight, then the Jets again at nine and the Seahawks at 10. Then it gets a little funny because you got Houston coming right back around 13. Yeah. Uh, 12 is Minnesota, Washington's 11. So those top, I call it the the use the basketball reference, those 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 playoff less teams or teams that need some help. You got a lot of defenders going in this round. But one of the things Jay I wanted to talk to you about was Houston. Everybody knows our friend Lovey Smith is the head coach of Houston, and Houston oh, has their eyes on an offensive lineman. But if I know Lovey Smith, like I know Lovey Smith, they're not going to go offensive lineman, which would make sense. You know, they've got North Carolina's O tackle there who might go 
and be able to protect somebody, but we don't even know who their quarterback really is. Right now, there's one name that I keep hearing, and he's going somewhere in the top, at least top eight, and that's Sauce Gardner. When you talk about a corner that can do everything, he's a difference-making, you know, with size, elite speed, technique, ball-hawking skills. To me, he sounds like a perfect Lovey Smith guy. What say you when it comes to Lovey Smith? Is it offense or defense for his team, the Houston Texans? Yeah, he should be defensive coordinator. That's what should happen with Lovey, number one. I think he's a far better coordinator than head coach. Um, I mean, the problem with the Texans right now is that uh, who's quarterback of the Texans? That's the whole point. So yeah, how are okay. you getting alignment for somebody you really don't – I mean, are you really concerned about Davis Mills? Uh, who's quarterback in the Texans? Uh, that's, their, that's their first problem. So it don't really matter who they go get, to tell you the honest truth. I mean, Deshaun Watson <laughs> massaged him out of that position. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That was a – that, that 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 shot didn't shoot like it was supposed to. What, what happened with that one? Yeah, that's what she said. But going right along, moving as we keep moving, I think yeah. Lovey's going to take a defender. I, I don't think that you're going to get the third pick in the draft, which might it probably should be offensive lineman. That's probably going to be saved for the Jets or for the Giants who need to protect. Again, I'm not really sure what. The Giants are doing with their quarterback room. Um, I'm not a big Jets fan in their quarterback. So if you take an offensive lineman, great. The first team that I look at that really needs an offensive lineman or a quarterback is the Carolina Panthers. And the one player that I'm interested in right now is Charles Cross. When you talk about a red shirt sophomore, somebody from Mississippi State, not the hotbed of offensive linemen or defensive linemen in the NFL, but guys who have made their living in the NFL playing on that league. When you talk about him, I keep hearing his name bouncing around. He's one of those guys you keep hearing about him being there and being solid, and in years to come, somebody who's going to be a solid contributor. I'm just saying right now, if that's what you're looking at, if you're top, you know, you're talking about linemen going up top, and some defenders. So I need to see some wide receivers. And I need to see some offensive players. I need to see some specialty players. Now, we've heard that the Bears aren't too enamored with wide receivers. We heard that Ryan Poles is not the biggest fan of wide receivers. He said that there are five positions that need to be addressed when it comes to drafting. He's already addressed. He feels in his mind the first one with quarterback he said, then you've got to deal with your lines, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, quarterbacks, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, because he threw that one in there. He said, can't have anything without linebackers. But one J he threw in there I wasn't expecting was running backs. That was something yeah. Ryan Pohl said that he's looking at strengthening the running back room for the Bears. Unless you have some type of trade set up for Montgomery that you're going to get back some draft picks, there's no reason to take somebody uh, uh, running back right now. 
Um, unless, and I don't want to hear about you want to get younger at the position. You know, Montgomery's not killing you in the salary cap right now. Um, he's he's been productive. I think what you need to do is stay up top, like he talked about before, and get this offensive line together. I would not be surprised if Poles does not draft two offensive linemen if he has opportunity to do so. Um, that is the most glaring weakness for the Chicago Bears uh, beyond anything else. Now, I am with him a 1,000% on wide receivers. Wide receivers, all NFL wide receivers are great. Let's 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 put that to you. All every one of them are great. There's not an NFL, a rostered NFL receiver that if you saw him physically on the field, that you would go, oh my God. His speed, his quickness, all of them are great. The problem is that if you don't have a quarterback who can stay upright and an offensive line who can protect him for two and three quarter seconds. It doesn't matter if you go and get uh, Stallworth, uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson back in their prime, if you go get Terrell Owens and uh, Jerry Rice and put them all out there and put them four wide out there against this with this Bears offensive line and this Bears quarterback situation, ain't nobody getting the ball. So uh, I'm 100% with him on that. These wide receivers, they don't, I think they're going to stay pat with these wide receivers to tell you I don't trap. I don't, I, what, I mean, Pringle, unless, you know, what did he just do? He just did something crazy, didn't he? Yeah, he some was just busting of, some donuts in the parking lot. The police yeah. came over like, sir, you can't do it. He's like, you can't tell me what to do with my own car because I be driving my own car. This is my car. You can't tell me what I'm yeah, doing. I don't know. Yeah, let's, you know, let's keep the high-powered cars away from the kids. Don't let the kids take the car out at night. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're going to look at uh, uh, what the Bears, a situation where, they're going to waste this pick. I don't want to hear one thing. If I hear the best athlete available, I'm going straight to Alice Hall and do my own sit-in, right? I'm going to do my own sit-in by myself if they take the best player available. Oh. <laughs> In the second round, who really is the best player available? You know, no, you're you, just you, trying to find dudes that fit what you got to get. You need to draft for a position. That's what you need to do. You need to get guys in here. What's the best player at, at the position that I can get or that I can trade for that will fill a need, a glaring need, right? We know one is offensive tackle. We know another one is going to be is is going to be cornerback for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at you look at that situation. And the question, the other question is, I think the linebacker core is going to be decent, but. Uh, Everything everything has to deal with that offensive line core. Now, here's the question, though. Are they sold on the quarterback, you think? You keep trying to do this. I, I don't think that there's any question about that. Now, okay, here's my comparison, and here's where we're going to go with this. Okay. If the Bears aren't sold on this, and this thing doesn't work with Justin Fields, then the Bears are back in the same position that the Chicago Bulls are in. They've wasted talent. They've wasted drafts. And when you waste drafts, you waste equity. When you have teams full of players that aren't your players that you drafted, you look at the Steelers. Man, they've made tremendous. The Steelers, fun fact I heard, hadn't traded up until they picked this one Troy Palomalu. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. 
And he's just a Hall of Famer now. But they traded up to get him into the 20s. They traded up into the teens, got him. And he went on to have a stellar career. And they're always in the back end. You're talking about a Bears team that has traded away every asset they have for everything. Name me one good Bears draft pick that's still on this team. Yeah, that's what Absolutely. I thought. You cannot Absolutely. name you can't name great ones. I mean, if you're gonna tell me that a midget receiver and then maybe one corner is the best you've gotten in the last oh five years, come on, man. You're gonna be the Atlantic Falcons. That's what you're gonna be. And they, they're gonna be terrible because Ryan Pace is there and all the ex-bears are there, and it's gonna be horrible. You got to make this thing work with this quarterback. So you got to figure out a way. You got to bring in people. You're going to have to guru him up. You're going to have to keep saying, hey, man, you can do this. We can do this. And at the same time, you know what he's saying, Jay? Hey, man, um, I don't know if he's really that good. But look here, man, we're going to get a good line. And just you know, run. That's all. I mean, just, uh-oh, he thinks know. he made a great pass. Get him some eyes, man. The issue is the salary cap gets these teams stuck. Like, you look at Kyle Murray, right? He gets re-signed, right? Right. Did he earn that? Did he earn that? He he got it. He finessed him out of it. He earned it. it. He finessed him. He earned it by finessing Because of the money. Because of the money and because of the money situation, they had to sign him. It was cheaper to keep him. You know? So here's and then you're not going to get draft capital back for these guys. People don't realize, oh, you can get a first and second round. No. What happens is if that you have a second round pick, that thing gets rated at the bottom of the second round. You're not getting anybody's high second round draft pick for any of these talent. You're going to get a high third round pick, which might end up in the second round. That's what you're going to end up doing. Guys are giving up draft capital for these guys who have shown that they have M- NFL problems, mm-hmm. right? If if you would have a guy on the trading blocks, if he was if he was NFL super talent worthy, you wouldn't have that out there. So the mere fact that you have to re-sign a Kyler Murray, you have to re-sign uh, some of these players. Baker Mayfield is going to get picked up by somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, would you want to see Baker Mayfield come to the Bears? No, I mean we already, you know. Will, will, will he be better than the quarterback situation we have going right now? I don't know. Because, again, just as I've said to you before, we said it time and time again, I don't know what Justin Fields is. I really don't. I, I don't know think, he was a kid that I don't took think a Justin beating Fields last knows what. Yeah. I don't think Justin Fields knows what he is. I think Justin Fields has in his mind what he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really knows what he is. Because if that was the case, he would be getting out of the pocket, right? If that was the case, he would learn how to pick up a blitz off his left-hand side. If that was the case, he would learn how to call the mic, the mic protection, and then move it over to the wheel so he can get some help on the backside so he doesn't get his headband knocked off his head. You know what I'm saying? This is the whole issue. I don't know if I don't know if he can read uh the blitzes in the NFL. I don't know if he knows how to change the Mike linebacker to move that protection. I don't know if he knows how to do that. And I'm surprised that Mustafer and whoever else is playing center down there is not moving those protections for him. Somebody's got to do it. 
you can't have a guy out there who can't pick up backside protection. And he's already shown that he can't do it. And the one thing that we know about the NFL, if they find a weakness, they are going to exploit it. And until the Bears figure out either put a god over there at left tackle who can take on these edge rushers one-on-one by himself, you know, you got the one kid out of Alabama who's really good, who possibly might be able to do it. Then you got the other kid, too, out of um, the Norfolk State or somebody like that. Um, that's really good, the six foot eight kid. Oh, oh we have a the Omegas have decided to show up. Yes, Is that what happened. Decided to call and, and call in, <laughs> you know. So, I think, uh, uh, do I have a lot of hope for this Bears team? Absolutely not. Do I think they're going to do anything but be bottom dwellers in the NFC North? Nope. Uh, I think they're I I don't they're not beating Detroit, they're not beating Minnesota, they're not beating the Packers. Well, I guess you just gotta be a little bit better than the Packers uh if you want to win. But to really they're gonna probably be second or third, just where they were before. They How? might be a they might be a game or tick. I mean, you look at their schedule from last year, they're only two games off of what Minnesota was. So you had the Packers ahead of them. You had Minnesota right ahead of them, which was two games ahead of them. And they were at least five games ahead of Detroit. So I don't see that there's going to be that much of a regression where you say, oh, oh, my God, now they become Detroit. Their oh. defense is going to be worse. Their defense is going to be worse. It can't be we, worse. They have a great, They have a guru God as a head coach now. Their he's defense the, is going to be worse. He's going to be the the. Cover two master, sir. Right. Cover two so, master. Uh, uh, unless, okay, who who's playing defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears this year that wants to be there? Uh, well, I guess they're going to have to draft him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. they're going to have to find him. They're going to have to find him. I mean, you got one guy. Now, it's funny that you keep talking about it because we talked about it earlier. There is a, a Khalil Mack in this draft. There is. And he might be better than Khalil Mack, but he is Camille, I don't know, Camille, Khalil Mack-ish, and that is Kevin Thibodeau, Chibodeau, Kevin Thibodeau. And if he goes in the later part of the draft, which he could have gone somewhere around where the Bears would have picked up, you would have been able to pick up an edge rusher, someone who could do what you needed to do. But right now, when it comes to the Bears You've just got to find somebody who fills some voids right now, and they've just got to get better. They've got to get better, and that's what you brought in a new head coach for, a new general manager. They brought in all these wizards who know how to play. They've done all this to get you to that next level and that next point. Because right now, to your point about receivers, if you're at pick 8, 9, and 10 right now, the best crop of players you have is Jamison Williams, who had a knee injury in the playoffs. You have Drake London, who I don't believe that's his real name. I think that's his rap name. And That's a cool name. Yeah. Chris Olive uh, and Garrett Wilson. Now, somebody will tell you that, I mean, there are, there are pundits who will say they're different, but Chris Olive and and, and Garrett Wilson to me are about this. I mean, it's nip and tuck. They're about they're that same dude. 
they're good speed receivers. They've got size, but their average speed, they're just, they're who they are. They're just, they're guys who are really good that, uh, that fortunately or unfortunately would have been good with Justin Fields because they played together. But the only way you got Justin Fields is to do what you did now. So obviously it couldn't work. So I'm just saying, man, when it comes to the middle of this draft, all these dudes are just, they do. When you look at them, nobody in this draft, I look at Jay and say, oh, he's going to be good. Now, the kid, the edge rusher from Purdue, I like him. I like his his motor, but he's still a little undersized. I think he's going to get swallowed up. It's going to take some years. Um, Burks, the Arkansas receiver, big guy. I don't think he's going to make it out the first round. Everybody's like, oh, he can make it to the Bears. He'll be great. No. He's just huge. I mean, he's going to be good going to be like A.J. Brownish. He's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to make it to the second round. So to your point, if you're the Bears right now that does not have a first-round pick, you're going to have to get some supplemental pieces. You're going to have to get your corner out of here. You're going to have to get some more some more edge rushes. And to your point, Jay, in that second round, you might have to pick a nose tackle somewhere in there. You might have yeah, because to- you, right, you look right now, you got Chris Tonga. Mm-hmm. Justin Jones projected start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Quinn, I think you got the best out of him last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think linebacker wise, I think they'll be okay between Smith, Mac, and Johnson. I sort of like that. They they played pretty well. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you said, like Cal London, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blackson, who? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fafavua, who? I think you're going to get run on. I think you're going to get run on on this defense unless these guys, you know, are somebody who we just don't know. Usually, usually guys don't just show up in the NFL and all of a sudden they're fantastic. Right. You know, you're, you're usually on a radar somewhere. Somebody's seen them play. Somebody's seen them in the senior bowl. Somebody, and they've been projected, and they're going to go, hey, these guys are going. Now, you, now you do have guys who've worked them their way into right. players. Right. right. Um, and I'm hoping I'm wrong, but right now I just think you're gonna have uh uh without uh Akeem Hicks, without Eddie Goldman, w- without without these guys in the middle who are who are actually um tough guys to defend one on one. You can't leave them one on one on the inside. If you got guys who can get blocked on the inside one on one going to be a long day for your defense long day for your defense and i think you might see long drives on the bears this year that's that's my biggest concern is that they're not going to have an offense who can control the football because they don't have a quarterback who can control the football because right now you got who you got quarterback in here justin fields trevor simeon and nick falls going on right now yeah anybody anybody like woo? anybody super happy about that and nick Foles might get cut and you might open up some more cash flow if he gets picked up. Then you get another supplemental pick. I mean, it's some th- there's some permutations that you could play around with. But right now, if you're looking at your top-end guys in this, and let me be the first to say it. So nobody has to send any hate mail to Jay Sizzle. I said it. I am the one who said it. This draft is not super sexy. It's not super exciting. You will pick up fundamental pieces. 
you're going to have a Bears team that probably looks more like the Colts. A lot of try-hard guys. They're going to be guys that you really don't know who they are, and they just play well or play effectively, and you'll have a middle-of-the-road defense maybe creeping up closer to them, one of those top 10 with a lot of try-hard young guys, and hopefully that's enough to bring you through to get you to respectability in your own conference. But, Jay, the final question we have to ask is this. When it comes to draft day, we got to figure out what we're going to do. We got to figure out where we're going and what we're going to do. Do we need wings? Do you need pizza? What is it that you have to have on your draft day experience that makes draft day special? Well, I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking, do we want to go out amongst the people mm-hmm. for draft day? Or do we want to take it inside for draft day? Mm. Okay. okay. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. If you if you go out, if you go out for draft day, right? Because think about it now. All right. We can get a pan of wings and fries. For a dub and some change. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Uh you can bring your own your your own beverage, whatever right. you want to have, right? All we need is a bag of ice and um some cold sarsaparilla. And you can have a fantabulous evening. Mm-hmm. The other side of it is the bear, the draft. For the bear, when did the Bears pick thirty? What? What? What pick do they have? They picked Friday, one hundred and fifty-seventh or something like that. So at this point in time, you don't have any skin in the game. No, you know. So after, I mean, who who are you? Who are you really looking forward to picking? To get picked? Mm. I'm not. That's why I said average at best. You really, I mean, you're looking to see where the kids are gonna go. Uh, the Thibodeaux, the I think, Hutchinsons. I think, I think, my friend, I think, my friend, we get a pan of wings and fries, uh, beverages, and you come by your own abode, and we and, and and we sit here and watch and wing sauce all over our face, and uh, at any point, at any point in time, you ready to look at it and go, hey, you know what? Uh, let's watch Independence Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think this is going to be a snooze fest. I think yeah. I think it's going to get past. I think it's going to get past 10, 12, you know, ten pick or something like that. We're going to hear him broke down. Oh yeah, coach, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. And here's another thing too about the draft. All right, are you? Oh, you know. You guys getting picked way down in the bottom of the first round. Uh, most of them have guaranteed contracts. Most of them going to end up with a guaranteed contract or something right. like that. Right. But the guys who really make teams are the guys who get picked, was that Friday? Friday through Saturday. Saturday is when these guys make teams. Mm-hmm. Because they fill spots because they don't cost teams as much money. Right. Second round guys, second round guys, hard to make teams because you're expected to come in and start right away. If you're not a starter and you're getting second round money, uh, very difficult to make these teams. So um, 
there's a lot of crying going on, but also there's going to be a lot of crying going on in about, oh, 14, 15 months when you're not rostered anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's it, one, I think one of the hardest things to make outside of the NBA is an NFL roster. I think it's one of the most difficult things to make because if you look out here, well, I'll say Major League Baseball, it's very difficult to make a roster in Major League Baseball. Yeah, to, to um, the big leagues. To the big league. To the big, I'm to the bigs. I mean, yeah. you go and stick. I mean, you guys get called up, but I'm talking about to make the opening day roster. You're right. on the roster. I think right. one of the hardest things to do is, is to make. Think about all the guys who are playing Division One college football every year. Mm-hmm. All the Alabamas, all the LSU's, all mm-hmm. the Big Ten guys, all the all over the place, and you only got fifty three man rosters. And I think what they're fifty seven, eight man, fifty nine man rosters, including the um, the uh, the um, you know practice squads. Right. And now you got to come in there and try to and try to beat a guy out who's already one of the best players in the world, or he would not be on an NFL football team. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. I mean, you got, got these guys who come out of the these conferences are all conference. A lot of these yeah. guys hold right. school records. A lot of these guys, you know, are the best that's ever played, and they don't right. get a sniff in the NFL. That's true. That's true. So it's very difficult to make these NFL rosters, and I think you know a lot of these guys. Um, to you know, tomorrow night these guys are going to make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the real uh, heartbreak comes on Saturdays. You get guys get drafted, but you still got to make that team. And, it, it, you know, a lot of guys are going to be very open today. They're going to be at home, and the USFL is going to be over with. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, – I don't know. I, I, I love the NFL draft. You get guys a chance, but a lot of these guys are going to make these teams through free agency. Right. And at least with free agency, you get to pick where you have a chance to play. Yeah, you know, at least that. I think I think that's the route to go for a lot of these guys. Because uh, you, you see a lot of guys opted not to get into the draft and they wait for free agency. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not going in the draft. I'll just wait for free agency and see if I can find a, if I can find a home over there. So, mm-hmm. so I think I think I think as for I think I think we go with the panda wings and uh, uh, panda wings and some beverages and I think I think we go that route tomorrow. What do you think? Okay. I like it. I think it's a plan. I think we're getting ready to get out of here because I'm I'm starting to salivate because now I'm getting hungry again because it's getting sizzly. But okay, a pan of wings, hey, how, get, how, we get the drinks and then and, and the ice and we be good. Yeah, just come on by. Yeah, come on by. We'll watch that. And you know, mm-hmm. probably about the 10, 12 pick. We're gonna be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, who is it? Uh for the 14 pick is Okay. Of North yep. Wachahatchee State. <laughs> yep, that was it. That's the one. Is at that point where? Oh yeah, <laughs> Tim Akuta. Hey, yeah. Hey, can Kenny Pickett though? Best quarterback in the draft. Oh man, we gonna talk about that. Small hands. <laughs> Small hands. Tiny hands. Rex Grossman. Tiny hands. Rex Grossman. Hashtag. <laughs> I got. Itty bitty pinky committee. You like that? You like that? <laughs> you know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle in the building.
building, and we just broke down the NFL the way we do it, bear style. So you know, we broke down. I don't know. Yeah, we're just broke. We down. broke it down. I don't know. Broke it. How good down. it was. All the great. Yeah, we broke it down. Nobody knows what's gonna happen. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. Cares. No, no, nobody cares. Really yeah. Nobody <laughs> do we care Chicago? No. <laughs> no, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. We don't care. We'll be partying. But hey, man, just make sure that you are partying safely if you're going to a draft party. And remember, you know what we've come to do is bring you the hottest information. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.